Tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, so happy Friday, everybody. Lots to talk about on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. We will start off discussing last night's exciting 3-2 win over the Vegas Golden Knights at the Nassau Coliseum. That got the Islanders back on the winning track. We'll also discuss this date in Islanders history. We'll talk also about an unsung hero from last night's game. And we'll have a full preview of the Islanders game Saturday night in Dallas as they take on the Dallas Stars in what should be uh, a very exciting and entertaining contest. So lots to discuss on today's show. We will start off uh, by discussing last night's game, and it was an exciting game, to say the least. The Islanders off to a much better start, but it's, you know, Coliseum crowd kind of pumped up, had to enjoy that. But early on, Matt Martin hit uh, on the play and went down, looked like he hurt his shoulder, and that was a difficult thing to watch. Martin losing some ice time, uh, as a result, and no penalty call on the play either. It was Derek England, uh, the defenseman for Vegas, who kind of sent Martin into the wall face first. And at the end of the day, he missed some time. And Ross Johnston, who was in this game after being a healthy scratch the last few, uh, you know, he ended up taking some of Martin's shifts, so double shifting. Him and he ended up setting a record, uh, a personal record at least, for minutes in a game with 12.58. And in that 13 minutes, seven hits for Ross Johnston. So a, a uh, aggressive, good game for Johnston as he grew into the role of picking up some extra minutes. So that in and of itself was a positive development for him. But then Martin, thankfully, does return and that is a release to Islanders fans. And, you know, the Islanders did get a power play eventually. The, Martin dumped a second time. And as a result of that, John Merrill head off for, headed off for tripping at 11.07 of the opening period. Islanders get on the power play, uh, but were not able to cash in and didn't have a, a, a lot of chances when all was said and done. Late in the period, uh, Eberly had a scoring chance, made a nice stick-handling move, a nice deke on Merrill, 
But the goaltender for the Vegas Golden Knights, Subban, who was in goal, ends up making the save, and that sort of left things the way they were. 0-0 after one. Shots on goal in that first period. Islanders 13, the Golden Knights 8. And I think when you watched that first period, you sort of focused on the fact that the Islanders were doing a better job of playing their style of hockey. And I think that Barry Trotz got the message to this team, hey, we weren't playing our style of hockey all that effectively the last few games. We've got to go back out there and establish who we are and dictate the pace of a game to the opposition. And quite honestly, that's exactly what they ended up doing. And even though they didn't score in that first period, uh, they had the better of the play. And overall, it was an encouraging sign for both the team and Islanders fans. And then in the second period, the Islanders took it to them right off the bat. Uh, Pulak with a very hard shot from the point. But again, Subban came up big early on. Then Letty hit the post with a shot off the rush set up by Barzal. And all of a sudden, you know, the Islanders were putting a lot of pressure on the Golden Knights net. And it really wouldn't have been that close had Malcolm Subban not played as well as he did. The Islanders end up getting on the board first. Cal Clutterbuck, who, as we talked about on yesterday's show, was injured in the last game on Tuesday night. Missed the second and third periods. Only played, what, two minutes plus? And he comes down on the rush, down the right wing, scores his third goal of the season, unassisted, at 4.26 to give the Islanders a one to nothing lead. And again, you saw that coming. The Islanders came out in the second period and really did a good job of putting pressure on the Vegas net and and keeping things going in their favor. Now, the Islanders had chances to extend that lead. There was a two-on-one shorthanded opportunity for Casey Sezikis. Clutterbuck finds Sezikis, but Subban again makes the save off the block, and the Islanders still had just a one-to-nothing lead. And uh, March Assault had a good chance on the power play midway through the second period for the Golden Knights, but Varlamov played the angle well, and again, the game remained one nothing. Stayed that way until there was 4.33 left in the period. Alex Tuck on the rush, a high shot, beats Varlamov in the blocker side high, and the game is tied at 1-1, Cody Glass and John Merrill with the assists. And all of a sudden, it's a tie hockey game. And we had a little little tussle there between Reeves and Mayfield. Reeves had Mayfield in a headlock near the Islanders' crease as they were battling for position with a little less than three minutes left in the period. But when all was said and done, no harm done and at the end of two periods all even 1-1 Islanders still ahead in shots 25-21 
Late in the period, though, Vegas started to get more momentum even a little bit before they got that tying goal. And you could sort of feel things turning a little bit in Vegas's favor. All right. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com backslash offers. We have got a lot more to talk about, including the third period of last night's game. We'll also have this date in Islanders history and a full preview of Saturday's game in Dallas. More to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, so the third period gets underway. The Islanders continue to put some pressure on. And finally, they break through with a goal to take the lead. It comes at the 3.56 mark of the final period, and it's Brock Nelson who puts one in from in front, his ninth of the year from Beauvilliers and Mayfield. He was behind the goal, dug the puck out, got it out to Brock Nelson, and there is your go-ahead goal, 2-1, to one. and then, look, the Islanders had their chances to increase the lead again. They didn't let up once they got that 2 to 1 lead put some more pressure on but wasn't weren't able to get that goal that would have given them a little bit of a cushion uh nice play by Clutterbuck to force a turnover at the blue line both Sezikis and Pulak uh had a chance to increase the lead but in both instances uh unable to do so as Suban came up with the save and you know, Varlamov came up with a couple of big stops as well to maintain that one-goal lead, but it wasn't meant to last at this point. With 4.32 left in regulation, the Islanders had trouble clearing their zone. They were struggling a little bit, and Marsha Salt, who played very well against New Jersey, had the hat trick the other day, ends up tying the game his ninth of the year from Nicholas Haig and Riley Smith at 15:28. Not a lot, really, that the Islanders, uh, that Varlamov could have done about it. And the game is tied at 2-2, two to two, and that's the way it stayed for the last four and a half minutes of regulation. Once again, we head to overtime, and that, you know... The Islanders, first of all, knew their home point scoring streak was going to be extended, but they had to get that extra point. Now, Vegas had a very good scoring chance early on in overtime. Stone came in, let one go from the left circle, but Varlamov got his glove on it, made the save, and kept the Islanders even at 2-2, and then a penalty called in overtime, something you don't see all that often. Referees rarely willing to call a penalty in the extra session, but this time they do, and in, it was a pretty obvious call as uh, Marsha Salt took down Barzal right at the blue line at 310 of overtime. Islanders go to the power play, 
and Ryan Pulak gets the winning goal, his fourth of the year at 3.20. Anders Lee, Josh Bailey with the assist. The Islanders go on to win it by a score of 3-2, and they extend their home point streak to 12 games. That's 11-0-1 in their last 12 games. 5-0-0, a five-game home winning streak as well. So, good home cooking there for the Islanders. And just to add to things, and I know it's still early in the year, but the Philadelphia Flyers, who have been red hot lately and came into this game just a point behind the Islanders for second place in the Metropolitan Division, they fell to the Arizona Coyotes 3-1 to in Philadelphia. So the Islanders pick up a pair of points on the Flyers, and that is always a good thing. Now, the Islanders also... It, Uh, extended their franchise record through 27 games. They have alternated goalies between Varlamov and Tomas Grice, and we'll see if that continues in Dallas on Saturday night. The next three games for the Islanders will all be on the road, so uh, all this great home cooking not going to help them, at least for the next few games when they uh, head out to Dallas at the start of a three-game road trip. By the way, for Ryan Pulak, that's his fourth goal of the year. Two of them have been game winners. He now has four points in his last three. Brock Nelson picked up his ninth goal. And uh, Josh Bailey, who assisted on the game winner in overtime, now has four straight games with at least a point. So the Islanders getting the job done and increasing their record on the season now to 19-6-2, puts them in second place in the Metropolitan Division, seven points behind Washington, although the Islanders have three games in hand on the Caps. The Flyers, three games, uh, three points behind the Islanders, but the Islanders have two games in hand on the Philadelphia Flyers. Some statistical notes from this game, 31 saves, first of all, for Varlamov, uh, Brock Nelson, again, doing a good job in the face-off circle, 11 out of 19. Meanwhile, Josh Bailey took five face-offs, ended up winning four of them. We mentioned Ross Johnston with his seven hits. Matt Martin also seven hits, despite missing a few minutes early in this game. And uh, overall, the Islanders get the job done, despite the fact that no Islander had multiple-point games. Uh Two points coming from the defenseman, Pulak with the winning goal, Scotty Mayfield with the assist, and the Islanders skate away with a confidence-restoring victory, to say the least. And and again, Islander fans have to feel better. You know, after the game Tuesday night in Montreal, you heard Barry Trotz say, hey, we had some passengers, and that's not acceptable. And... One thing that they definitely remedied tonight, there were not, there were few, if any, passengers for the Islanders, and that is always encouraging in the long run. Trots laid down the law, and the team responded, and if you look at the shots on goal, Islanders had a lot of quality shots from in the slot, in between the circles, down low. And, and that really was one of the keys to the game where the Vegas Golden Knights, more of their shots came from behind the faceoff circles, out near the points. And uh, again, the Islanders 
getting more quality shots, and Subban did a good job of keeping them in the game uh, for Vegas. For the Islanders, the scratches, Michael Dalcol sat this one out, Noah Dobson, and Otto Koivula. So they were the scratches. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we will discuss this date in Islanders history and preview Saturday's game in Dallas. A lot more to talk about right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, don't forget, if you want to drop us a line, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you want us to discuss, you can email the show at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, that's N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. So you can follow me on Twitter, follow the show on Twitter, and we'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders. Also, feel free if you're enjoying what you're listening to, leave us a, a, a nice rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Uh, it helps other people find the show, and that's always a good thing. All right, so let's go back to this date in Islanders history. Uh, we're going to take you back to. 6-1997 site is the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Islanders taking on the then Phoenix Coyotes, uh, formerly, of course, the original Winnipeg Jets. In goal for Phoenix, Jimmy Waite, while the Islanders counter with Tommy Sallow. And uh, this one gets underway in the first period. The Islanders take a 1-0 lead at the 17-01 mark as Claude Lapointe, one of those underrated players in Islanders history, got his sixth goal from Brian Berard and Ken Belanger, and that made it 1-0 in favor of the Islanders. Things got a little messy later on in the second period, but... First, the Islanders added to their lead. Todd Bertuzzi scored his fourth goal. Brian Smolinski and Doug Huda with the assists. Time of the goal, 7-18, and it was 2-0 Islanders. Then the Islanders increasing their lead at the 16-27 mark. Robert Reichel gets his 13th of the year from Ziggy Palfi and Sergei Nemchinov. That, again, at 16-27 makes it 3-0 Islanders, and that's when things started to get a little bit rough. Jocelyn Lemieux, Keith Kachuk, Rich Pilon, all involved in some pushing and shoving. Lemieux gets a roughing penalty. Kachuk gets a Got high-sticking and roughing penalties, but at the end of the day, the Islanders, after 40 minutes, held that 3-0 lead, and then in the third period... The Islanders ice this game. Ziggy Palfi, his 15th goal of the season from Robert Reichel. Time of the goal, 14:40, And that clinched the victory for the Islanders. Interestingly enough, the only Islander, a uh, couple of Islanders with multiple point games, Palfi and Reichel, who each had a goal and an assist in this contest. Shot on goal leader, uh, Palfi with four and at the end of the day, the Islanders skate away with the 4-0 shutout win. The shutout, Tommy Sallow, the, the uh, Swedish goaltender who made 22 saves to earn the victory. That all happening at the Nassau Coliseum 
on this date in Islanders history, December 6th, 1997. So the Islanders this weekend only in action on Saturday night. They will be in Dallas to take on the Stars. The Stars 15-11-3 pending the outcome of Thursday night's game. But uh, after 29 games, that puts them at 33 points in fourth place in the Central Division behind St. Louis, Colorado, and Winnipeg. And just a few points, three points to be exact, ahead of the Minnesota Wild. The goaltending duo for Dallas, and it's a good one, Ben Bishop, the number one goalie. He's a 9-6 record with two overtime losses, a 2.20 goals against average, and a 9.28 save percentage. Anton Kudobin is the backup. He's played, you know, 12 games, 10 starts, 6-5-1 on the season, a 2.39 goals against average, and a 9.22 save percentage. You know, you look at Dallas and what they do really well much like the Islanders, is keep the puck out of their own net. The Dallas Stars, fourth in the league in goals against, uh, heading into Thursday's action, but 23rd in the league in goals scored. In fact, their goal differential coming into that Thursday game... League, just a 14.8% success rate, but the penalty kill has been solid... They are 10th in the NHL with an 84% success rate. You look at the offense here for Dallas and the number one, you know, point getter right now, Tyler Sagan, six goals, 21 points in 29 games. The leading goal scorer is uh, is Roop Hintz, who has 11 goals, but only two assists for 13 points, but 11 goals does lead the team. Alexander Radulov next in goals with eight, followed by Miro Heiskanen, who has seven goals on the season. You look at the lineup here for Dallas, and again, this is a pretty good hockey team. Not an easy road uh, game coming up for the Islanders, but the Top line right now, Justin Dowling centering Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan. Uh, Hintz is the second line center with Matthias Janmark and Joe Pavelski on the wings. And then Radek Foxa centers the third line with Andrew Cogliano and ex-Islander Blake Como flanking him in recent games. And you know these lines do tend to uh, change a lot. Asa Lindell and Miro Heiskanen are the top defense pair, followed by Andre Sakara and John Klingberg as the second pairing, Roman Polak and Jamie Ole- uh, Oleksiak, uh, the third pairing. So that is the, the look that you're going to see from the Dallas Stars. And, you know, this is a team that is hoping to uh, rise to the top. Now, they're still missing Martin Hansel. I don't think he'll be back in time for Saturday's game, but it should be a good challenge for the Islanders. Uh, You know, the start of a three-game road trip, not a close-to-home kind of a road trip where you're just going to Philadelphia or Washington, D.C. So, uh, and the Stars, they have, like a lot of Pacific Division teams, good size. They'll come at you physically, and it'll be interesting to see how the Islanders handle it. Look for a fairly low-scoring game between two teams 
that really do know how to play defense. All right, that's going to do it for us here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. Wishing you all a great weekend. We will be back on Monday to break down this game against Dallas. We'll preview the Islanders' next game in Tampa Bay, and we'll have a whole lot more, including this date in Islanders history and an analysis of anything and everything that's news around the New York Islanders. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.